Welcome to the Work in Progress podcast, where we keep our whip in check. And now here's Michelle, certified coach and founder of Strive Leadership Development. Welcome to podcast number 60. I read an interesting article the other day about studies that were conducted through SHRM, which by the way, if you're not sure what SHRM is, it is the Society for Human Resource Management. They track trends, they watch shifts in the workplace, and then they share what's happening with HR professionals. And I love to follow the trends, and I love to serve and help and bring value to you leaders and managers and my audience in any way that I can. Now, this article was about the shift that is happening where employees are seeking the maximum in terms of benefits and opportunities and what can be available for them while companies are in the process of making cuts and looking at ways to save money. It's kind of that teeter-tottering place, like on a teeter-totter, where we're somewhere in the middle, there's a shift going on in the market, and one side hasn't heard the news yet to catch up. So the person who's balancing doesn't know what's coming, that they're about to go down. But they are. They just haven't heard it yet. I kind of liken it to when there's market shifts in real estate. So imagine this nice couple who's been looking for their perfect house for their family and finally finds the exact one they want. It has everything. The perfect layout with the office just outside the kitchen, this green porch and patio in the private fenced backyard, just the right schools on a quiet street with a picket fence, the whole nine yards. They put an offer on the house, about $10,000 below the asking price. Next thing you know, the sellers have declined their offer and they sold the home to somebody else. This couple is devastated. They've lost their dream home. And later they see in the records that the buyer paid $10,000 over asking price for that house that they lost. And they would have paid for it too, but they didn't know the market had shifted. They were used to making an offer and negotiating it all out, negotiating all the details. It was the game they knew to play and that's how it had been already for them. But they missed it and because of that, they missed out on their dream home. The shift had happened. Now it's shock, it's a shocking time and mindset adjustment when a new reality that must be adjusted to comes along or you just won't win if you don't figure it out or you'll figure it out the hard way. Now it works the other way too. The neighborhood, you know, has been hot for about a year now. The owners of 123 Maple Street, they're ready to cash out and move on. They're retiring south for lower maintenance and more time to travel. The house is listed and they immediately get an offer $10,000 below the asking price. First weekend. They feel a little offended since they know their neighbors down the street got paid over asking price when they sold their house just this past winter. So they counter back only to never hear from them again. Not only that, they didn't get another offer or even another showing for months after that. The market had shifted and there's an adjustment period and it's usually a little bit painful or at least a little bit uncomfortable. That's the teeter-totter right in the middle there. So there's five steps in the leadership survival kit that you need to know. And the first step, step number one, and my philosophy is to always be aware of where you are in the market, in the cycle, whether that be with real estate property values, the labor market, costs of materials, you name it. Know where you are in the cycle right now. 
Are you up? Are you down? Are you teetering in the middle somewhere? Are you unsure which direction it's going to go? Make sure you know. Be aware of what the financial outlooks are. Where is labor and talent standing right now? What are material costs doing? What are interest rates doing? Everything that applies to your industry today. When you see things shifting and markets getting tighter, pay attention. Keeping your pulse on it at all times helps to navigate the mindset of things first, both sides for that matter, before making any decisions for how to act. Step number one, know where you are in the market. Now, there's an awareness that's necessary here because usually one party in the situation feels like it's kind of not fair what happened. They're, they're really shaken about it. Years ago, in my corporate work life, as a team, we were going through big changes. So as a team, we read the book, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson. It's a very simple and entertaining story about two mice named Hem and Haw and their new reality when their life of luxury and having their cheese provided to them every day suddenly takes a terrible turn for the worse and the cheese is no longer placed and waiting for them in its usual location anymore. Now, some of the famous quotes that you'll hear Hem and Haw say throughout the book are, it changed, why, what happened, how and who did this? How could this happen? It's just not fair and all kinds of other thoughts and behaviors dwelling in the despair that has ensued. But this is so good to know, whether you're the one in this position feeling this way, in despair over what is no longer, or if you're on the other side of things and your counterpart is feeling that way, how can you best maneuver knowing the reality of what it is now and where it's going? So gather all the facts. Know where you stand. Accepting reality is the lesson here, and it is step number two. This way, you can settle into knowing that it's just a cycle. It's been extreme one way, it will go extreme the other way. And in the middle is where each thrive and there's the balance, like a teeter-totter. No matter where you sit, sometimes you're going to be up and sometimes you're going to be down. Know where you are now and accept that because it too is not permanent. It's just part of the deal and how it works. It will change, it will change again, and when you get used to that, it will change yet again. And this allows you to make better qualified decisions for how to handle it with strategy and with planning. Step number two, accept the reality, know that it will change again, and decide what makes sense based on that. Once we know what we have to work with and we understand the conditions, the facts of the situation, we can make decisions for step number three, how to adapt and reprioritize. I ask these questions of myself for the company. What is the objective here and what can we control? So important to know these things and be super clear on them. And if they've changed, what are the most important things we need to focus on right now? What's going to get us in the best way, most efficiently, take the biggest steps toward those new objectives? When we get through this correction or adjustment, what do we want it to look like on the other side? Such a powerful question. What do we need to do differently to get where we want to go? And even more than that, how have the ways that we've been doing it preventing us from accomplishing the goal now. 
Huge. When we ask great questions, it allows us to create an objective plan and strategy for getting there. The key is to be willing to answer them with an open mind. Just because it's the way we've been doing it doesn't mean it's the way we need to keep doing it. In fact, I would suggest that it is not the way to keep doing it. Spending time as the leaders to deliberately place thought and strategy to what needs to happen will allow you to make your best decisions. But more importantly, it shapes the messaging and conversations that allow for high quality communications with your team following the strategy being put into place. Adapt and reprioritize to reset. Step number three. Step number four is to sharpen your leadership skills. This is the time to pause first. Now that you have accepted the reality for where things are and have begun to strategize on the new objectives, it's time to have high quality conversations with the key players on your team. Sharing the data, sharing the facts, where things stand, all to help them reset their mindsets as well. But this is also the time to listen. Listen to understand where they're coming from, what's important to them what they most fear, and what their idea of the worst case scenario is for them. Gain feedback from them on what they see from their perspective. Ask them where they see opportunities, successes, and ways to improve, and to reset for new directions and priorities. Help them be a part of the long-term solutions that are determined. My marketing manager and I have great discussions about what's working and what's not all the time. In our Wednesday meeting, I let her know that revenues would be down next year due to the downturn. This means that her percentage of sales that she uses for her marketing budget needed to be reduced. I said, Tammy, what are the first things to come to mind to you to reduce and remove when I say that? She had an answer immediately. She told me that the gifts that we were buying as closing gifts were far too expensive and needed to be cut by 50%. I told her that's great. Come up, with the, come up with all your ideas and suggestions, and we'll make a final decision for what needs to be reduced next week. Trust your people to know what makes sense, and be sure to listen when they tell you why something doesn't make sense. Now, don't forget that many times they haven't had the mindset shift yet. And even if they have begun to see the writing on the wall, their teams have not. And they'll be speaking from the voices of their team that they manage and support and represent. Department head managers will be on the lookout for anything that threatens the satisfaction of their teams, of their people. When they are great supporters of their teams, they may be more passionate to protect them. That's okay. That just means they care. And that's a great thing. This perspective is critical for you. Helping them understand the shifts will help them set the tone with the changes that will be necessary with their teams. And their passion and care to protect and support their teams will be exactly how and why it can be a successfully executed adjustment that's very well communicated, that will build loyalty. That's why step number four is to sharpen your leadership skills first. Then and only then is it time to sharpen your pencil. Step number five. Now, this doesn't mean that there aren't people behind the scenes already going through the exercise of rebudgeting, cutting, and evaluating what can and or needs to happen to meet the objective with your new strategy. But it does mean that as you go back in for the actual final decisions on what you choose, that you've already taken everything into account. 
You've now heard and gained the facts and data from all perspectives. You can share this and lead those around you through the decision-making process as you make each one. Now, for example, your CFO may tell you that you have to cut one particular line item, but you'll be able to see the value of that line item remaining in the budget, but you may choose to remove another one instead that you now know is far less valuable than you once may have thought. Do not underestimate the power of this process as a leader. This positioning will gain you far more in the long term, in the form of morale, loyalty, retention, acceptance, through the hard times than any thoughtless strike through a budget can possibly ever gain. And agreeing to someone else's perspective, who only has one view, will not reflect leadership-like decision-making on your part at all. As leaders, our job is to allow each person in their role to bring their high-quality expertise to the table to solve the problems, and then to understand all of those perspectives in order to make final decisions as the leader. Sometimes nobody feels like they got everything they wanted. They might even think for a second that it's not fair. This is not the time to worry about pleasing everyone. Make strong decisions with all the information and expertise that you have available to you. Then you can stand strong as a leader from there to help them see how this is what is necessary to protect them and the business and the long-term objectives of the company. Sharpening your pencil is important, critical even, as step number five, but only after you have sharpened your leadership skills first. The last step in this process, number six, is what I'm now calling do what AI can't. Artificial intelligence, AI, chat GPT, all of those are all the hot topic right now for what they can do, whose jobs are at risk, how they can do so many of our tasks for us. And I believe all that's going to be true. These technologies will allow us to be so much more productive and efficient. They already are. And for right now, in the time being, this is the perfect time to remind ourselves what it can't do. Humans are emotional beings. And in this stage of time, we are longing to belong and be understood more than ever. These are the perfect ingredients ripe for the recipe of leadership. Those who recognize that motivating people and relating to them will have the biggest advantages right now and the near future. Those leaders who listen and seek to understand, those who create relationships, those who are connected with their teams, they'll be the biggest winners. Those who know how to communicate with the person with a goal in mind, hand in hand, will build the crowd willing to join them. Those who embrace the chance to be the role model and show those under them who maybe haven't even been brought up in this generation and haven't learned this yet, they can be an example for those who will come after them. These skills are lacking at every level of leadership and in every industry right now. Creating the following you want to take you to the levels of success you can achieve will only happen when you decide that you genuinely care about the people who will be along your side to get there. People quit their managers, not their companies. We've all seen examples of this around us. Now, many difficult decisions may need to be made. Some decisions will be far easier than you realize, though. Some are so obvious that you won't know why you didn't make them a long time ago. No matter what, 
these resets are such a gift and opportunity to run leaner, learn more, gain efficiency, and most importantly, create a team of solid people who will support and follow these decisions with you toward the goal. So let's do a recap. Number one, know where you are in the market. Number two, accept the reality for where you are. Number three, adapt and reprioritize. Number four, sharpen your leadership skills. Number five, sharpen your pencils. And number six, do what AI can't do, be a human. These times give us the opportunity to grow more closely, learn from each other, and better ourselves as teams and companies. When you're in the trenches with people, you'd be surprised how much you'll have each other's backs. It was a Wednesday afternoon. We hadn't had a sale in three months straight and had no prospects of a sale anytime in the near future. Things were bleak, to say the least. We were stressed and I was certain I would need to be looking for a new job very soon. The market and the company were at its lowest point. We sat in front of our trade partners and we said, we can't keep building homes if we aren't selling them. We all knew what that meant. We won't have any work for you and you and your family will be in trouble. We could no longer pay our partners if we couldn't reduce prices more. And even that was no guarantee. There was a lot of emotion in that room that day. Many men and women would be going home with a heavy burden of how to pay their bills and keep their families afloat. By the time we left that day, we came up with a plan. We reduced costs by nearly $12,000 per home. Together, this is what our partners did together with us. We were in the trenches together and we were gonna fight together and have each other's backs to get out. We didn't know if it was gonna work but it did. Over the next month, we sold three homes and then four the following month. Things had finally restarted again and we did it together with the same goal in mind. How you do it will reflect who you are and what you're capable of doing. These are the times when leaders truly rise. This is your opportunity and not only is it waiting for you, but there are people depending on you to become exactly the leader you were meant to be. It's yours for the taking. Do what AI can't do. Go be a human. And if you wanna learn more and work on this further for how you can be the strongest leader you can be for your team through the good times and the bad, join us over at Strive, where we work on these and so much more every single day. Come join us, I hope I'll see you inside. Strive Leadership Development guides leaders toward their greatest potential. We hope you'll check out what we've been up to at striveleadershipdevelopment.com.